Greetings all and welcome into this installment of Curtain Call Conversations. Today we are joined once again by our incredible panelists, Taisha Scott, Eleanor Gordino, and Lisa Goldberg-Corn. Welcome, welcome ladies. Thank you so much for fitting us in today in, our, in the midst of this crazy, hectic time. <laughs> Good evening. Uh, it's, it's our pleasure. Looking forward to the conversation. Yes. Today we are delving into part two of our Tony nominations cover uh, coverage. In my opinion, the bigger half. I mean, I think the, the play end of this was pretty well sorted out, but I think now this is the harder end of this, which is the world of musicals. Uh, this year was a huge year for musical theater, both the new musicals and the revival. And there were all sorts of breakout stories and performances. And the field was just made up of such diverse and incredible talent that even just achieving a nomination this year feels like a win. You know, uh, I think I can speak for all of us when I say I've been really looking forward to discussing the shows and the nominees in the musical categories. You know, it's, it's an exciting year. This, this is a really tight race. Um, so with that, let us go ahead and just dive right in. And our first category is best sound design of a musical. And the nominees were, or are, Girl from the North Country, Six the Musical, Company, A Strange Loop, and MJ. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to be saying a lot of these names a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, right off the bat, I think there are just two, in my opinion, there are two front runners. And I would say that is MJ and Girl from the North Country. That's exactly mm -hmm. what I was going to say. Yeah, MJ's got some fantastic audio effects. Um, it's very concert-like, rock concert-like, which is great. It is a loud show, which I, I think it needs to be, um, but it's a balanced show. But I think this one's going to Girl from the North Country because of the um, mixed use of regular miking, regular body miking when they're just on the stage in the scene, but then you have that different sounding effect when they're at the, the standing mics. Mm -hmm. And of course, when they're, you know, you've got a difference when it's one person at a mic, you know, whether it be the narrator or whether it be, you know, Elizabeth at the mic singing, how does it feel? Or if it's all the girls in the back or what have you, mm -hmm. you've got all of that. Plus you're mixing live orchestra on the stage and everything. I just think for me, the sound design was, more creative and more tougher on Girl from the North Country versus the other four, my opinion. I was thinking that, I mean, this may sound weird, but with the type of music from MJ and Girl from the North Country, you know, is not typical, your musical theater thing, sorry. Um, but <laughs> real world sounds. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, I was thinking that, that you're right. And I think it makes sense when you're talking about the sound mixing, but I, I was thinking about those two as well but I mean I also think I mean we also have talked about company a little bit too and um, I mean I don't think it's gonna win but they're also they had a variety of stuff they needed to do on that one too which I liked not only the singing but the way you know different numbers worked you know and you know having to mix all those people so now the other thing I'll say that that a dark horse to watch out for really is six there is some really great musical effects and musical use in that. And what I'm curious about, we'll dive into this more about like orchestrations and whatnot for the mm -hmm. theater, but that's where I'm wondering, are they going to consider it sound or 
music, if you will, because there's some great modern live mixing happening from the orchestra and from the the performers because it is like a pop concert the way they present it yeah and and the way that that the audio effects are applied to the singers to give you that effect of being in an arena in a concert arena but you're in the brooks atkins atkinson theater you know mm-hmm. i think six could be a dark horse in that sense but I, again i just think girl from the north country really that to create that many effects that, that you have a good point there and i, I agree with you yeah, and it's simplicity too. I think you know when you look at MJ the musical, it was big mm-hmm. and gorgeous. The sound was gorgeous and the look was gorgeous, but there was some there was a simplicity about Girl from the North Country that that had to be a little bit more creative. Right, you had to find you had to find a few more creative spaces with Girl from the North Country. So you know, I would actually say if I'm looking at it from that perspective, I would say Girl from the North Country the run first and MJ the musical, the runner up. So with that, let's go to the uh, next design category, which would be best lighting design of a musical. And we've got company six, the musical paradise square, MJ flying over sunset and a strange loop. Hmm. I All- just like seeing a robust list, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. a nice mm-hmm. list. And I think all of these shows really bring something to the table. I mean, what I'd like, what I would love to know is where do projections fall? Are they Mm -hmm. lighting or are they set? Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important because flying over sunset and paradise square had a lot of projections that were really good. Yeah. So trying to figure out if they're going to qualify those as set or lighting are important things to know. Um, With that, I thought MJ was very well lit, but I don't think they're going to get it for this. I thought Strange Loop again, very well lit, still not going to win it for that. Flying Over Sunset was very creative and it was Lincoln Center. It's great. Yeah. But for me, it's the projections that made it. And that's why I want to know where it lands. I think that when it comes down to this award, it's between company and Paradise Square. And this is why, to me, Paradise Square did a brilliant, well, company and Paradise Square did, did the same thing real, similarly, which is brilliant isolation lighting to create. Um, isolated spaces on stage to focus the story, but then reincorporate the story. One of the numbers that stands out in Paradise Square is Breathe Easy, where we had this beautiful moment between Washington Henry and Angelina Baker, but then it was like the ancestors behind them. And they did a great job of letting Washington and Angelina have this moment and the light is hyper-focused on them. But then the lighting can come up and allow these other characters to come in you know, and, and, and creating different worlds and different moments on different parts of the stage was great. But like I had mentioned in Broadway bulletins of past company was incre- I mean, that was an incredible execution of lighting skills because the, you know, first of all, you had the orchestra above the stage. So your, mm-hmm. the, your, your height of lighting was reduced. And then the, I mean, it was so precise. If they didn't want a part of the stage to be lit, it wasn't lit, which allowed for that like <clears throat> reveal of that cast coming forward out of the darkness, 
when they had that moment of haze in the back, they put the purple light behind to give, um, uh, what's her name, Katrina Lang, when she was playing Bobby, that, that feeling of being in limbo almost, uh, you know, um, and then those precise, the precise spots for Bobby, 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 but you know, so it's really hard. If, but if I got to pick one, I think it's going to be company. Plus they had the lit letters. There, there's another one. Lit letters is, in the yeah, room. It's true. really creative. It's true. I mean, and yeah, the different rooms coming up and down and what, yeah, I, I agree on that one. I think it's going to be company. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed as well. For the, all the same reasons. Ditto. But I think Paradise Square is definitely like second in the running. And I don't, and the other one we didn't talk about was six. And I don't want to like act like six didn't deserve it because with six, the brilliant lighting also is tied to the set. The set is really impressive mm -hmm. and the way that they incorporate that in their songs and then their movement and that is really clever, you know? Yeah, uh, and they, they used it. I mean, you did reference the, like looking like a concert. I mean, it was kind of like motion and filling up the, the whole theater. And, you know, I, I was thinking that too. I think, I think that um, in my head, I just have it that like, okay, I'm not sure if Six is gonna edge out these other shows, but certainly all of these categories, they, they did great work. So yeah, it's hard to know like how it's gonna fall. I, yeah, you don't know where the Tony voters are gonna land this year. Like it's really, I've been reading a lot of articles of what the experts say and I'm like, I don't know, man. I, this is not a clear cut year. <laughs> right. So. The, lighting, the lighting in six was very good, but it was, okay, it's the lighting for a concert. Right, which is where I think make also it, it doesn't make it bad at all. It just, yeah. If we, if we want to add some complexity complexity and creativity, then we're looking at company. Yeah. So our next category, uh, another design category, which is best costume design of a musical. Um, we've got Carolina Change, Paradise Square, Diana the Musical, The Music Man, Six the Musical, and MJ. Some of these sound familiar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to see that poor Diana got something because it just was brutally beaten up so badly. You know, well, I think from everybody. the best part about Diana, and I mean, I hate saying that because I, I, no disrespect to the cast who were phenomenal, but it was the costume mm. design. The outfits were iconic and the hair designs mm. were iconic. You know, those were just mm. iconic looks. It was just the substance of the show that fell short. But yeah. so the, the credit was due where the artistry really shone. I don't think it's going to win the Tony though, but, um, and with that, we, we had talked previously, I feel like, or I had a conversation. Yes, we did. Uh, yeah, no, on a previous, I think on the drama desk between six and the music man. Yes. We did talk yes. about this when yes. we were recording outside. I'm not sure why, why we got onto that when we weren't in the <laughs> we weren't <laughs> musicals, but we definitely spilled into it. Yeah. Um, you know, six is great and it's inventive, but it's a kind of a one look show. So for me, and, and MJ is very, MJ is very creative with their costumes and iconic looks. And the nice thing I like about MJ with their iconic looks is it explains, it develops into why these looks exist. It's not like Diana where we're just kind of modeling them. You, you learn why he has the glove, where the red jacket came from. Why does he wear the white open shirt? Like you, you learn where these, these, these looks came from you know, which is, I think, important. You're justifying why these exist. <clears throat> but in my opinion, there are three front runners. 
and it's the Music Man Paradise Square Carolina Change. Because Carolina Change, those costumes yes. of, of, were really, really clever. The radio, the dryer, the washer, you yes. know. Yeah. One of my daughters brought that up to me when we were discussing that that was really creative, that they felt like that could have been an edge. Yeah. And then Paradise Square was also, yeah. what beautiful construction and costuming and hair design. And, you know, the, the one thing I worry about is that there's not a lot of variety in it, which leads me to who I actually, and there's this no bias, who I think is going to win, which is Santa Laquasto and the Music Man. I yeah. think those costumes are brilliantly designed and executed. There's wonderful variety. Um, the hair is fantastic. And yes, I know my wife works on that. But, you know, I, I do think out of these six shows, I think the Music Man is the best executed at that at that level. And I know that the looks are what you expect with the Music Man. But at the same time, I'm like, when you expect it, but it's still given to you at the level you expect it, well, good. That's. And also, it really hits, hits you because it's a big cast. There are a lot of costume changes. I mean, if you just can't, can't like concentrate on one group, like if you, the, you know, the lady, the town ladies, just, just yes. their, their costume changes and Jane, how do you sell, you know, like. Those 4th of July looks or whatever, where oh she's a Statue God. of Liberty and then she's <laughs> Washington. I mean, it's insane. So I, I, I want Carolina change to be recognized because the costumes were so clever so clever with that um and paradise square obvious i mean that is fabulous work but i just i really do think it's going to be the music man i do i just want to add on the music man that this uh, may not sound like you know complicated but also you could hue in his suits and the way he moved in his suits it was something that you noticed so i mean and that was not some of the big costume you know that we were just talking about like even down to that you know you, you could see it was, it was a very European look, you know, it was classic, it was tapered. I think the textures and the colors and the, all the costumes for the women in the different scenes and in the children all worked very well. They were colorful, but you could see the tapestry. And I love color and I love clothing. And I, and I just have to say, I thought it was just quite exquisite. And they fit all bodies. Everyone looked phenomenal. I, the men in their suits and the period pieces. So I definitely think Music Man will walk away with this, and rightly so. I, I don't really think there's much comparison. Um, yeah. In addition to the wigs and the hair, and how many times did everyone change? I mean, it was quite a few uh, changes. And <laughs> and Hugh, I mean, my goodness, with his four percent body fat and those suits <laughs> fit him. It was just one pair of pants I thought were a little too droopy, but otherwise I. Everything was just perfect. And he was able, he was able to jump four foot hot, four feet high. And how did he do that? So yeah. I'm starting, that's my goal. But I, I just, I loved all the colors and I thought also the colors matched his skin tone, which I think I might've mentioned before for all the actors. And, and so as a result, I think that also, you know, made everyone just look beautiful and outstanding. Tens, tens, tens. Yes. I think Santa found a way to deliver what you expected in a way that you also didn't expect that exceeded your expectations. All the expect word right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, it's, which is nice. I like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So our final design category is best scenic design of a musical. And our nominees are Flying Over Sunset, Company, A Strange Loop, 
MJ, and Paradise Square. Great nominee. Really great nominees. Um, I'll start to pick apart this, I think, a little. Um, a Strange Loop was a very versatile set, but I think the most impressive thing about the set was when they're doing the play, you know, the, the Tyler Perry play thing. Yes. Cool. That, and that was great. Other than that, we kind of had the same simple set. MJ was a great set in that studio and that work studio. And then of course, when he has the, the kind of nightmare thriller thing, that was impressive. The circus really impressive. Um, but again, I think those two, they're, they're, these are their nominations and that is really cool. Flying Over Sunset had a really great Lincoln Center set, but this is why I wonder, again, where do projections fall? Because projections made the show very, very good, especially with the use, uh, you know, with those blooming flowers and that to show the effects of LSD and that gorgeous floral wall that they had. The floral wall, but also the wall, like where the, um, is that her aunt or whoever comes through that hole with coming? Yes. Like there, there was, yes. and just how big it all was. And yep. even mm-hmm. to the point where they had, they were in the backyard and mm-hmm. you just, even the way they showed the house and the fence. I mean, mm-hmm. there's Lincoln Center's, you know, sets always mm-hmm. blow you. Oh away. yeah. But to me, it, this is again, a two horse race, which is. Yeah. Paradise Square and Company. Paradise Square said that, and I had just seen Paradise Square on Saturday, and the one thing that I'm still impressed with is they have that middle set piece that's the bar, but also like the mm-hmm. pub where they do the draft. Yes. And it, and it sits on the turntable. And so I thought the first wow. thing I thought, okay, the turntable's turning this, this set piece. But I realized that that set piece is moving independent of the turntable. So it's moving up and down stage, but also spinning. And I'm like, how it's not on a track what i don't how is this this is incredible i want to know what this technology is you know because it's also not when the turntable turns it's not moving so there's a lot of working parts on that stage that makes it impressive and the the ability to have at the end of the day though at the same time a very simple set but create that world you know we have and it's a tall set too it is, they use that, the full three stories, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think that's fantastic. And so they fill that space with a full set, but then at the end to take it all away and show how, how desolate it is, is mm-hmm. also really great. Um, so I would like in my heart of hearts for it to be paradise square and I'm pulling for them, mm-hmm. but I think we all are in the same mindset <laughs> that it's going to be a company. <laughs> And I thought it was really clever that they, um, the way that they told that story, it was almost like comic strips where she moved from box to box. She found the key and she, she would go in that one door. She'd have to go down the floor or something. And, you know, that was really clever. I also thought that, um, of course, the letters were really great. That was amazing. Um, I love... Now, Taish, when we saw it, this didn't happen, but Lisa, Eleanor, when you saw it, did it rain on Katrina? You saw yes. the rain? Okay, yeah, yes. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, see, it's supposed to she changed her. her wig. <laughs> yeah, yes. so there's a moment where it rains on her, which I think is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, and also the scene, the subway scene. there was scene. a, pro- a, a, People a coming design oh, problem. You know, something happened, you know, with the... She, she put her arms out and it was clearly supposed to rain and it didn't. And it so didn't, yeah. There was some type yeah. of malfunction that happened with that, but she 
she uh, modified, she, you know, played it off very well. She just sort of moved on to, you know, her next line and the song, she did a good job. Yeah. It was supposed to happen and it didn't. And we're like, isn't this supposed to rain? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just felt like also the part when they're coming and then, you know, the New York scene where they're coming out of the, I mean, mm -hmm. the way they had, I love that they use the letters, but it yes. was subway. Yes. And I mean, I love those letters on stage. Like, it's so classic, like taking my breath away a little, you know, like. They're making it all, they're justifying all of that. They're not just going to be like, well, we're going to use, you know, NYC because it's an NYC show. Mm -hmm. Like, well, no, we're going to be able to like, we're, we're going to make this all make like legit. And, and the other two things I'll say um, are, I love that there was 35 everywhere on the sets. There was an address of 35 on the building, you know, 35 in the, the, on the, the subway. I think there was a number 35 on the street side. Made me want to go watch the old one. A lot of uh, several <laughs> things made me want to watch, try to watch the old one to see the comparisons on some of those. Man. I think if you watched a Sondheim uh, documentary on PBS, they do a lot of clips for two other versions. Great. Also I, uh, that I, I highly recommend. <laughs> You'll enjoy it. And they also talk about the brilliance of Marianne Elliott and being able to yeah. work and doing this set design and so forth and how complex, but how she just felt it was really important. And also how she pushed Stephen to say, I want to change the gender. And that's, that's another key. And it works very well for this time and present moment. And the sets were so... What's what I'm looking for? Like they were just utilized to the max. And the scene I'm thinking of the most is not getting married today. Uh, I mean, people uh, out of the fridge, the washer, <laughs> the cabinets out of the sink, you know, out of the wedding cake, everywhere, you know, yes. the priest appearing behind a door. I mean, it, it's- that, it, that had to be incredibly fun to work with as an actor. Yeah. But also, also <laughs> timing <laughs> everything in theater in general yeah. but the timing in that was brilliant you know it's you know timing is everything but just being able to hit that and come through the refrigerator but then come through the stove and it, it, it was that it was it was so it had to be so much fun but not easy yeah you know, that rehearsal that was probably not easy so but it was brilliant so i'm pulling from paradise square but i, I think it's, it's uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be company. Yeah. Let's put it this way: I think we will all be surprised if it's not company. Yes, yes, Agreed. I think we will be surprised. Our next category is Best Original Score, Music, and or Lyrics Written for the Theater. And our nominees are Flying Over Sunset, Mr. Saturday Night, Paradise Square, Six the Musical, and A Strange Loop. This is interesting. Um, I think, I know, and we can dwell on all of them, but I think it comes down to three. And I think those three are Paradise Square, Six, and A Strange Loop. Uh, 
Um, for me, Mr. Saturday Night just wasn't memorable enough. It just, it, it's there. And Flying Over Sunset was great, but again, it, it didn't, it was beautiful and I can appreciate its beauty, but again, in this field, it doesn't rise to the top for me. Mm-hmm. Six is really smart and in this field stands out. It is, it is a mm-hmm. different sound. Paradise Square also in that same boat it is a different sound mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you get earworms from it. And it, it incorporates the different cultures that are, it uh, represents. Then you've got a strange loop that is also very unique, very good. Um, and I want to emphasize that it's music and or lyrics. Mm-hmm. And I think the lyrics in both Paradise Square and A Strange Loop and Six are very strong. There's very smart and historical references in Six. There's some very powerful lyrics in Paradise Square. I mean, one of the songs I'm thinking of is I'd Be a Soldier, you know, Mm -hmm. or of course, Let It Burn. I mean, we're all going to get teary-eyed at that now. Uh, (laughs) And then A Strange Loop, I mean, it it deals with a lot of um, the, the, what is it, Let My Inner White Girl Out, um, or the... Oh God, I can never, big, black, and beautiful, queer. I can't think of the yeah. word, but that's the opening number, right. you know. Um, mm-hmm. I think all three of these are really unique and different in their own way. Mm-hmm. I want to see Paradise Square win because I think it's the most creative. It's the most original and unique. With the, I mean, I think it's between Paradise Square and A Strange Loop, but I think A Strange Loop is going to get it because it's got that momentum with I that. Think yes. yes, it's agreed. also I think part of the whole writing of the whole thing that's been everyone's been so, you know, it's it's, you know, it's just an extent to me it feel an extension of that Pulitzer that was won. You know, I think yeah. I think it's I think they're mm-hmm. going to win it. But I wouldn't be surprised if Paradise Square came out on top on that though. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I, you know, I'm kind of thinking. I I agree with you. I'm. I think there's the momentum thing going on, which, you know what I mean. Like we talked about previously, that I think, a strange loop probably has over Paradise Square. But I would. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I see, uh, the merits of Paradise Square winning. But I'm thinking it's probably going to be a strange loop. As, as we delve into these next few categories, I'm, I'm going to say this now because a lot of people are on the Strange Loop bandwagon. I mean, like they're they're going to be the one. Mm-hmm. Strange Loop is the most Tony nominated um, show. It is 11 mm-hmm. nominations, but it's only the most Tony nominated by one. Paradise Square's got 10. MJ's got 10. So I, it, it's got the most momentum, but like don't, it, the race ain't sewn up yet. Oh, I know, I know. Uh, yeah. So, I think the writing um, for the, the lyrics and music was clever, was intelligent and thought provoking. Not to say that six, the you know Paradise Square, you know, wasn't, but it it um it just it it allowed you into this the, the playwright and the, the character's mind and his soul and his heart, the way it was the music was written. It just the lyrics were, were so, 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 so passionate and clever and intelligent. Yeah. And it draws you in. It draws you in. Yep. That alone could be why it would win. It'll be a toss-up, I think. It'll be close. Yeah. 
Yeah. Our next category is best book of a musical. And it's uh, between Girl from uh, the North Country, MJ, Mr. Saturday Night, Paradise Square, and A Strange Loop. I got three. Uh, Girl from the North Country, Strange Loop, and MJ the Musical. Yeah, I'd like to put Paradise Square in this, but I I don't think so. I think think, um, Tysha named the three. I'm with Girl from the North Country, MJ, and A Strange Loop. Um, I don't think Girl from the North Country, though, is going to get it as much as I want it. I think the, the lyrics, uh, the music is the best. Um, but we'll get in that later. Um, good script, it's a good script. It is, but I think that MJ has the stronger. I think, I think A Strange Loop has a great script, but I think it's music and lyrics are the strength of the, the show. Um, there's a powerful story, but I think Lynn Nottage's book in MJ is... Here is my, my predicament. <laughs> <laughs> predicament over predicament. Oh, no, there's a predicament? I know. <laughs> so no. the book of, of A Strange Loop, yes, that's a powerful message. But to me, Lynn Nonage's book of MJ is like the better skill. Because so happy for her. MJ is so good. And one of the reasons is because the book is so good. And so is the award going to go to the person who wrote the best book or to, mm-hmm. the, person who, or, or to the book that's the best? If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Are we going to say, oh, this is the best message, or are we going to give it to the actual best written book? And that's where mm-hmm. I'm like, I think Lynn Nottage's book is the best written book. It may not be the best message because it's kind of a, a, a known story, but it's to me the best written book, and that's one of the reasons why MJ is so successful. Not saying how was it ex- and how was it executed? If it was the best written book, was it executed in um, in the best manner? Right. So, what was? Did you? How will how will this be judged? Is what you're asking. Right. right? How will this be judged? Is it judged by the best book? Or judge, judged by the best performance interpreting the book. Exactly, because you know the the fact that the that she came up with the idea of using you know we're still going to use the three age character the three age format to tell that story, but mm-hmm. but we're not going to focus on this is how the hits develop. We're going to focus more on mm-hmm. his artistry, and we're only going to focus on this one little snippet. That was that was smart and forced us to be invested in that little bit. And it made it different from all the other jukebox musicals where a strange loop told us a story that long needed to be told and really opened us to this struggle and this experience of someone that it was, you know, hadn't been told on the stage before and it needed to be told. So it's, it's, it's a predicament. It's where will we land? (laughs) <laughs> well, that's the excitement, you know, that we don't really know what's going to happen till it happens. Right? Yes, that's, that's what makes this year so exciting. So, yeah. but that leads us to our next category, which I'm pumped for: Ooh, best choreography. We have uh, we actually have a play in this one for colored girls who've considered Ooh. suicide when the rainbow's not enough. The Music Man, Six the Musical. Paradise Square and MJ. All over. It is all over the place. It will be a five-way tie. No, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I think this is going to be, I think all of them are fantastic. 
Um, uh, Camille, I can't think of her last name, but who directed Brown. For- Camille, Camille Brown. Camille A. a. Brown. Yes. She did a choreography for Colored Girls, if I remember right, as well. And that was amazing and beautiful. It was so, it was so good. Um, and Six is very clever and good as well. But again, the nomination and that's, that's where it is. MJ is really good. And mm-hmm. if you've never seen Michael Jackson live, he's alive and well and performing eight times a week. But mm-hmm. um, I don't think there, he, that- the, He actually does a better impression of Michael than Michael. It was a little scary. Yeah. It's a little scary. It's like, whoa, he's more Michael than Michael. I mean, it was, it's pretty interesting. To say and it wouldn't be the first time like uh, a recreated performance gets a Tony because, you know, uh, Sergio Trujillo got it for Ain't Too Proud. And that was amazing with the Temptations. Mm-hmm. But I'm torn. I think it's going to be between Bill T. Jones for Paradise Square and Santa La Quasto. Excuse me, uh, Warren Carlyle. For Warren Carlyle. Yeah, I think you're right. And I, I want to. What I hear about the Music Man, it's just the choreography is incredible. It is. It's insane, and the way those kids move are incredible. And it's so constant. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> and you don't know where to look, you know. And that was, you know, from, but, from what I've been told about the Music Man, you go, "Oh, this is so wonderful," and it's. But then with my with MJ, you don't know where to look either. You go, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" You know, it's it, it keeps you. But it, it, it's the music man. I don't know. I just, and I haven't even seen I it. I think Parad- so Bill Jones on Paradise Square, though. I mean, he's a big name and, and mm-hmm. there's so much, there's so many, the different types of dance and there like, mm-hmm. the Irish it's on and the fire. It's on fire. Like you sort mm-hmm. of see the similarities, the differences and like the dance was their life. So, mm-hmm. I mean, in a way, especially since we were talking about like, I think that, Paradise Square could be overlooked on some of the other ones, but choreography is, you know, is really competitive. But, you know, the thing with uh, Music Man is it's so it's such a classic, and they updated so. See, for me, what I loved about Bill T. Jones' choreography in um, Paradise Square is you had your your typical mu- uh, not music man th- musical theater choreography that existed, but then you had that Irish step dancing, you had that tribal African dancing but what I loved was with dance and with song the reason why it exists in musical theater is because there are no words to express how you feel so you have to sing you have to dance and I really felt in Paradise Square that there was such a level of communication happening through their movement that they were doing and that's why there were there was a lot of dance in that show but I was like I could watch more of this though like I'm getting what you're saying I'm feeling what you're saying and I'm like this is inc- eight times a week these people are doing this like my god it's and and Bill T Jones has already collected an award for choreography for his work on Black No More so he's already proven that he, you know he can be an award winning choreographer so I'm I'm betting on Paradise Square on this one but I think it'll be close. I think it'll be very close. Paradise Square and the Music Man, you think? Yeah, I think it's going to be Paradise Square, but I wouldn't be. I would not be shocked if it was uh, Music Man. Oh, <laughs> sorry, I had a senior moment there. Whoa. We've just been tossing all the names around. I mean, it does. It does feel like if it's going to get them, it's a classic. You know what I mean? Like yeah, and and it's will- worth it. It and it's right. also two, you know, two sweethearts, you know, Hugh and Sutton and, you know, and then all those kids dancing and yeah. 
But I have to also think that Paradise Square with the dancing, I mean, it's also the part of the history. That's how the Irish and the Black people communicated through their dance. So I thought it was a beautifully done. So I think it was a little rich, richer in choreography. Yes. I, I, as opposed to Music Man, it's stage and it's supposed to be. And it was fabulous. And I felt pure joy. But I just think overall, if I was to look at making comparisons, I just thought it, it went a little deeper uh, in Paradise Square as far as making you feel and, and understand the emotion and the conflict and so forth. And, and also the love and support of one another, of two different people. And I mean, I think the story itself is very powerful. Yeah. Two different directions. Like you said, I think we'll have to see what the voters, you know, what they go with. Yeah. So before we end the acting categories, we've got one more uh left one more nomination and that's best orchestrations and we've got company six the musical girl from the north country mj and a strange loop and this one's easy for me girl from the north country mm-hmm. mic drop yes i absolutely. agree with you yeah absolutely 100 yes. it yep. would be great if they get that one and <laughs> probably there's a lot of other ones that they probably will not be getting but this one it's hard to argue I think MJ's got a lot of great orchestrations in it, especially during the the jazz number at the top of Act Two, where it incorporates the way you make me feel into the Fosse-esque number. I think that was really brilliant and everything. But I have been shouting this from 53rd Street to 41st, that the most beautiful music on Broadway right now is Girl from the North Country. And there's a reason for that. I mean, those orchestrations are gorgeous so and they're and they're and they just flow so well together yes. you know, we go from a, a steam a line mm-hmm. to the music the song yes and then we go from more acting straight into the music and the song that's timeless it just you could listen to it all day i felt i could have used another half hour yes that that way yeah beautiful it's and it's beautiful it's not busy it's not loud it's it's just beautiful. Well, let's get into some easier categories. You know, I think th- this, these were pretty easier. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> let's start with, um, I think so. Okay. Let's start with best performance. Right, <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> let's start with best performance by an actor in a featured role in a musical. We've got Matt Doyle and Company, Sidney DuPont in Paradise Square, Jared Grimes and Funny Girl. John Andrew Morrison in A Strange Loop, and A.J. Shively in Paradise Square. Pretty pretty easy one to pick, right? You know. <laughs> Five statues are given out, are going to be given out for the first time. Really. I know. I mean, <laughs> these are really very difficult. These are, I don't know. So I think it's going to be Matt Doyle. Doyle. Yeah. Okay. And why? I hope so. It's, that is, uh, I would love it to be. I'm just, I'm curious. That is that was just such an iconic performance, mm-hmm. but and not just the musical number, just his performance 
all the way through. He just, I mean, he was the perfect character. He played that perfectly. There is a reason he got that nomination. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of people that could have been nominated from that show in this particular category. He got it for a reason. And that is not an easy song to do for anyone. But, so I think it's going to be him by a slim margin. I don't think John Andrew Morrison's going to get it, um, though he's great. Um, Jared Grimes is really good in Funny Girl, and the biggest strength he has is it's the tap. Oh, my gosh. What an incredible dancer. He is, oh, he is so good. So good. And he knows how to work the crowd, too, as he's dancing, which is brilliant. You know, he makes you feel at home. Between the two for Paradise Square, and see, these are the two I think could, could sweep in, and, and again, don't count out Paradise Square. A.J. Shively and Sidney DuPont, who play um, Owen and mm-hmm. uh, Washington Henry. Washington I think Sidney DuPont will get it, yeah. I will, now, look, I know A.J. Shively, so I, and deep down I'm pulling for him because, you know, he's my friend. But right. I think Sidney DuPont, if there's a dark horse, that's the one who could come through because – after Joaquina obviously destroys you, he's next in line. Exactly. About his love and about what happened yes. to her and the way he moves. And, oh. But at the same time, AJ Shively can also break you with uh, Why Should I Die in Springtime? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. that's so true. So, but I think with the voters, it's, it's going to be Matt Doyle. He's the sweetheart. I think I told you I saw him. We saw him perform that at the New York Times showcase. And it was just him without a big orchestra. I mean, you could hear every word and you could see him do it. And he talked about how he learned how to do it. It's incredible. Yeah. It, oh. You could hear every word. You could hear every word. Well, mirroring that, we have the best feature, best performance by an actress in a featured role in a musical category. And we've got Jeanette Bayardell in Girl from the North Country, Shoshana Bean, Mr. Saturday Night, Jane Howdy Shell, The Music Man, L. Morgan Lee, A Strange Loop, Patty Lapone Company, and Jennifer Samard for Company. And I think it's worth noting that L. Morgan Lee is making history as the first trans actress mm-hmm. to nominate. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's incredible. Um, I love the visibility that's coming from that. Like th- mm-hmm. this, world, this, this community is so <laughs> amazing for that. Right. Um, but I think at the end of the day, we can agree. She's not going to have to wait 29 years for another Tony Award. It's going to be Patty LuPone. It's I was just going to say, I think we, <laughs> yes. I think we're just going to say Patty on this one, right? We're just, yes. <laughs> we're going to say Patty. If it's not yeah. Patty, it'll be Jennifer Sennard. Really? Uh, I was going to say if it wasn't Patty, um, uh, Jane. I want Jane. I think she gave a really good performance, but I think Jennifer Samard, um, who's the understudy for Patty. I, I saw her as the understudy. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, whether she goes on for Patty's role, which she's done, uh, or her role, um, which is just stupid hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love her performance as, yeah, I love her performance. She's incredible. That's the, uh, that's the only one I think could, could overcome Patty. Yeah. Yeah. That would be such, that would but be, it, I, be I, I think, considered an upset for her. I was just going to say, I think it definitely, you know, I'm, I'm not sure Patty, Patty herself might quit the set and break a contract, you know, and be quite vocal and verbal about that one, but 
Yeah, in some ways I just think there's, there's a time when, when, when an actress is due and an actor is due. Yeah. And look, Patty LaFont, who didn't need to do this show, she really didn't. Right. Talk right. about a woman that prepared and really gave everything into it. She's, I, yeah, you go to see Patty. You go to see Patty. So what I just want to say for two hours and 45 minutes, at the end, and I've seen Company twice, I wanted at least one or two more song solos by Patty. Mm, I yes. felt like I wanted more. Yes. And so I think that's, that's the only downside to Company. I wish she had one or two more solos. And I love Katrina Link. And, and Jennifer Smar, she was lovely and wonderful. Um, but I, I think Patty definitely deserves it. She's talented. Mm-hmm. Her vocals, the songs, the movement. And she looks good for her age also. She's... Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. And she's still yelling at audience members, which, come uh, on, yes. Patty. Well, Where she is also, though, will get really into the historic nomination, though, too. She's yeah. passionate, passionate that, that about be. what she believes yes. in. She's very passionate about theater and, and has not just paid her dues, but has set the stage. And she's a trailblazer for so many other actresses. Yes. Yeah. Time. Time. I'm just going to say there is a chance that we could the historical representation could pull ahead on this. Yes, mm-hmm. I mean that. There's that, really been. I mean, I was just I think reading it should. this morning about just um, I can't remember the acronym, but you know the Broadway acts. You know they're really pushing. They're really grading what how who was nominated in 2019, who was nominated. You know who was winning, and so I don't know that that, that could happen. It'd be interesting to see who wins. I like that. It, like That's it, the excitement of it, right? Yeah, it's it's voters that change every year, and it's people from our own world. Are you know not the same eighteen people? It's the people from uh, it's us that vote, kind of thing. So. I know. Don't you actually it's going to the theater right now and starting even a month ago that you're kind of looking around and being like, okay, who's voting? Some people, you, some people you recognize. Like I have definitely seen people who I know. Uh huh. You know. There was a guy crossing me at Paradise Square with a notebook and he was taking notes. And I was like, I think I have a hunch. You might be a voter. You look like you might be a voter. Cause he kind of looked saw, like a designer. I saw Jordan Roth at a few the shorter term ones that like care. I think Carolina change and some others that was like, okay, they're taking notes now for, for, for the spring. Yep. <laughs> Going to the other two acting categories, we have best performance by an actress in a leading role in a musical. And we have Sharon D. Clark for Carolina Change, Carmen Cusack for Flying Over Sunset, Sutton Foster for The Music Man, Joaquina Calocongo for Paradise Square, and Mayor Winningham for Girl from the North Country. Joaquina! The woman who has a sta- gets a standing O every night. Yes, yeah. and tears every night. And tears and, and, and genuine, genuine Very tears. surprised she doesn't get it. I, I will surprised. walk out if she doesn't get it. I mean, that, that will, that, that will be the start of the century right there because mm-hmm. I have seen all five of these women perform. All five mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. I am truly humbled to have gotten to see all five of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have rarely in my life been so moved and had such a visceral experience like I had mm-hmm. during Joaquina. Not only seeing Let It Burn, but Heaven Save Our Home. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, yes. And, and the way she 
And, and actually we were talking with, I was talking with our friend Scott about this because she says, well, what sets Joaquina apart from like Mare? And I said, you know, it's not just that one song. It's the whole, it's mm-hmm. everything. The way it's she pushes the story, she drives that show. She is the conductor of that show and, 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 and leads it and just. She is, she oh. is the, the conductor of every emotion and every scene that from one scene to the next, she sets the story up from the beginning to the end yes she carries the storyline yes and, and she is fantastically um, talented she can sing she can act but her emotions connect you to your personal life as i shared with you that the mm-hmm. moment she learned of her husband's demise you know demise his death no one could explain that. You couldn't even put that in words the way she, she didn't even speak. And her body language told the story. Yes. That, that's, exactly. that's a gift. That's yep. a gift that an actress and an actor has. Yeah. Your body language I, has got to tell the story before you even open your mouth, before you speak words often. It's a yeah. gift. It would be I, very surprising if she didn't. And if she did not get it, it would be from some of the political stuff that we discussed in the past, some of the issues that people might have with the show. And the, the people who are working behind the scenes to, you know, are, which would be a shame. Yeah. I mean, I was going to just say, just, I agree. We, I think we all, it's unanimous who we think should win, but I will also say like how we just described carrying the show, the, you know, the great performances and the leader of the show. I could say that I just want to shout out for Sharon D. Clark and also Mayor Winningham, who I think, Mm-hmm. I could say that about both of them. I mean, I think mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I think when I saw a girl from the North Country the first time, and yeah, I think Mare carries it, and obviously so does Sharon. So. Sharon, I think, was a nomination. I think, I mean, she was great. I don't want to take it away from her, especially that monologue song. But I think it's like Peg Lapone, where it's like she's almost like theater royalty. Mm-hmm. Like, she could step yeah. on the stage and read a yes. phone. Yes, right, right. But I was. I, mean, I also think that about Sutton, like you know. I was going to say, was this the biggest role that Sutton? I mean, she's had yeah. much meatier roles, and she's and she's a favorite, and we're so happy to see her in this role, and it's fun. But like, is it the most incredible well, thing she's done? No. About what I love about the, I would say that Sutton is the dark horse in this one because Sutton vocally was not the right person for this role, and she navigated it beautifully. Her brassy voice is not that soft, sweet, marrying the librarian, but she, I mean, she made it work. She, she it works so well. And then for yes. the rewrite of it, the way they've changed it, she's not the mousy little librarian that falls in love with um, mm-hmm. Harold Hill. Instead, she is the one that like wraps Harold Hill around her finger <laughs> and actually is calling all the shots. And I love that because Sutton does that in such a way that you're, you know, it's like, oh, oh her sarcasm comes through. Like her, na- yeah, definitely just, it comes through. She doesn't say a word in her first appearance. She just gives the, oh, and the eye roll. So that's why I'm like, I could see Sutton also getting this, but I don't want to because that would be wrong. It's yeah. Not I, yeah, I mean, I think part of it is that she and Hugh have great chemistry, too. Oh, but, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Which leads us to our last acting category, which is best performance by an actor in a leading role in the musical. We've got Billy Crystal in Mr. Saturday Night, Miles Frost in MJ, Hugh Jackman in The Music Man, Rob McClure in Mrs. Doubtfire, and uh, Jaquel Spivey in A Strange Loop. 
Very interesting category. I think the one that comes out on top is Hugh Jackman. I do. I, I think he, he, he is the, a leading man is meant to lead a show and inspire a cast and set the standard, just like a leading lady. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman does that. Um, if there was a dark horse to pick, I know I keep saying that, but I would say it's between Jaquel Spivey, which is, this is his Broadway debut, and he does a wonderful job in A Strange Loop. Um, mm-hmm. The writer of that show, Michael... Um, R. Jackson. R. Jackson. R. Jackson. R. Jackson, yes. Originally played this role, and he was so good. Mm-hmm. But Jaquel literally picks up the ball where Michael left it and carries it even further. It was a different actor no, it was, off-Broadway. Yeah. Off no, it was somebody yes. else. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, off-Broadway, it was Michael, and then on broad. Oh, it wasn't? No, no, somebody else. No. Who was Larry no. Owens? Oh, my Larry Owens, yes. He was really good. Really I was excellent. actually, I was actually bummed that he was not in the Broadway version. But then I also saw him at this New York Times thing, and he was so genuine, and he's so young, and he was so—you can tell he's really—he's really pretty wise for his age. And for some reason, I thought I saw the the writer perform. So um, you know what? Because I think he was so good at it, right? It was he he personified it. Yeah, yeah, he really did. Oh, great! But uh, the other person I'll say is Miles Frost, who we've we've mm-hmm. mentioned is so good at MJ. He he puts MJ to shame a little, you know. Um, and he stepped in this role in a way a little last second because Ephraim Sykes was supposed to play it, and then something came up mm-hmm. and Miles Frost stepped in. Um. Miles Frost does brilliantly. I mean, just, oh my gosh, he sings brilliantly. He performs brilliantly. He's got all the mannerisms down and they're not um, exaggerated, you know. Um, But the last thing I'll say in this category is don't, don't count out Rob McClure. Because that was an enormous role to fill, especially with a generation you know, our age, who, who we, were, we grew up with, Mrs. Doubtfire, you know, mm-hmm. Robin Williams. That was an iconic role. And for him to step into those shoes and, you know, you've got to fill this, this character that we all know and love, that we hold near and dear to our heart. It's like Will Smith had to do with the genie. Or even uh, when they brought it to Broadway, um, James Monroe Iglehart. When I think with someone as big a personality as Robin Williams, when you're playing one of his roles, you, that's the standard. You have to even take it further. And Rob McClure delivered and then some. You know, he did not let down in any form or fashion. Um, and he really did his best to help bring that show as far as it could be. Um, it was really fantastic. So um, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Rob came out and – Swoop, swoop, swooped in, sweeping, swooped in, grammar's fun. So, but I, I do think it's going to be Hugh. I think, yeah. well, again, it's a little bit yeah. of a which if is it going to be traditional or going, you know, I think it's again what we're talking about, which way it'll go.
So our final three, um, I guess you can call it the big three. We've got best direction of a musical. And the nominees are A Strange Loop Company, Girl from the North Country, Six, and MJ. This one's an easy one for me. Marion Elliott and Company. I just, the way she has uh, assembled all of the elements and her vision and executed it in Company and just reimagined that story. Um, she's kept everything that we wanted from that classic story, but brought it into the 21st century. I just think it's so freaking brilliant. Not that the other shows aren't great. Not a, I mean, they are all fat. Everyone in this category is amazing. But Company, just her, I love her directing style. And I think she stands head and shoulders above the rest in this one. So I kind of don't think she's going to get there, but you never know. What would be, really? I have a, Andrew, I have a question. What would be your runner-up? See, that's hard. <laughs> because I think okay. Girl from the North Country is a beautiful artistic show. I think Connor McPherson mm-hmm. created this beautiful piece of art. Mm-hmm. I think MJ is a wonderfully crafted show um, that isn't your typical jukebox musical. So I think that's an, mm-hmm. that one supersedes Girl from the North Country. But then, like I said, everyone's on the strange loop train. Okay. And I don't think Strange Loop is a bad show by any means. I just think for me, and, and maybe it's just me, I, it's the same show I saw at, at Playwrights Horizon. Mm-hmm. So that it, I don't know. I, I'm, it's not new to me. Maybe, that, maybe that's my holdup is it's not new to me. You know, okay. so I, I, I don't see that they've done anything special, but it is such a good show. Think, you didn't need to reinvent. I think you're right. right that like, I think you're right on the hand, one hand of like, you know, don't get swept away because they they got 11 no- nominations where some other got 10, which is practically the same, and that it's such a, like, momentum thing and maybe it's not going to catch on. So I, I agree with that. I don't think I would be critical. I think it just was going to a wider audience and they wanted more people to see it and wanted to have that representation on, on Broadway. But yeah. um, Not to mention the producers. Here's my thing about the company I'm curious about. I'm just talking about voters right now. Like, again, you know, because I enjoyed Company. I've seen it twice. I want to see it one more time. Um, it's, a, you know, especially it's a big deal because of Sondheim this past year. I'm kind of curious what the voters are thinking because some people were critical of this version of Company, you know, like wanting to like it more or whatever. So I'm just, um, I'd like to see it win. I'm curious if it will. I haven't seen MJ, so I, don't, I can't comment on that one. I have a question, Andrew. Yeah. From Strange Loop. Were you expecting a Strange Loop to change, like um, when it went from off Broadway to Broadway? Were you expecting? I don't. I don't think so. But I just I, I I hear so many people acting like you know it's 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 the new Hamilton, and I'm just like, I don't know. It's it's. I really have. I have to admit that. I when seeing it, I saw it twice off Broadway, and I just couldn't stop talking about it. So, I haven't seen it yet on Broadway. So that was in 2019. So yeah, and I mean, when I saw it, it, it off Broadway, it was it was great. And I mean, I I was talking about it when we came home, and I was like, this is an incredible show. And I don't, it's still an incredible show. But compared to everything else I've seen, I'm like, it's on par with a lot of these other shows. A lot of these shows that have gotten Tony nominations, Paradise Square and mm-hmm. MJ, Girl yes. from the North Country. It's 
they're all on the same level. And so when people are like, yeah, but it's so much better than all these other ones. I'm like, no, no, no I wouldn't I'm say gonna, that. I'm going no. to be very happy. If, I mean, this sounds like so sappy and this is me. Sometimes I will be happy if the wealth is shared because I do, yes. think, you know, and I don't know. I mean, that's so non-competitive in a way, but like, I think like what you were just saying, there's so many merits on some of on, on all of them and they're different and they're good for different reasons. And so many talented people working on the stage and behind the stage and directing and writing. So I would be happy to see some of it spread out a little bit because I think they're very deserving. So, yeah. I mean, that might be the sound watered down or too fair no, but I, or I whatever, can... but I kind of feel that way because they're all good and like you could see it go this way, that way, you know. There, I don't think there's a clear front runner to the share. And I think that that's what we're going to see is we're not going to see, you know, winner of nine Tonys. You're going to see, you know, three. And it's like, no, but it was a really tight season, which is great for the audience. I, do I would love, love this to be a, an array of, you know, a smorgasbord of just categories, you know, of plays, you know, Strange Loop for this, Girl from the North Country for that, MJ the Musical for this, because it, 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 will send a message that we have reached that level of theater that we've always wanted, that yes. everyone's stories are being told. Yes. We would love to see that, that every one of these shows gets you know, awarded something. Yes. Yeah. That's why this is a tough category. From my observation, Andrew, that that's why this isn't you know, sort of a tough one because it's, well, should it be Strange Loop? Should it be? They're all great. Yes. You know, all got this award. It would just be, okay. Yeah. And that's a good feeling. Like, wow, there's really no front runner. Isn't that great though? And that's the thing. Great. Like, They're if, all if great. Won, we're all happy with it. It's also, not right. Broadway is back, right? Like that's. Oh. Yes. Back 10, 10 times better right. than what we even expected because everyone is telling a story. Our Asian community, African-American, Latinx. Our, our Jewish brothers and sisters, our LGBTQ, our BIPOC, everybody, everybody. our Muslim yeah. community, yes. our, you know, our Middle Eastern so, community, everybody, everybody has a story. Yes. Prayer from the North, you know, it's just French Republic, name it. Yeah. It's out there, name it. So we're gonna go, yay, that one, yay, that one won, yay! It's just, you can't, you know, it's just, it would be a little disappointing if it is one play winning in every category, right? And it would be very disappointing. We would yes. be very disappointed with that, yes. So our final two categories, uh, the first one we've got is um, the best revival of a musical. Uh, which just to slip this in here, I'm very disappointed. Funny Girl was not nominated. Yes, I think that's very very insult to that show. So I shame, shame, shame. But with that, nothing we can do. So the three nominees are Carolina Change, Company, and The Music Man. I want The Music Man to win so bad because it's such a gorgeous revival and beautiful. But I would say first choice, Music Man, second Company. I'm first choice company, second choice music man. Don't tell my wife. Um, She's going to hear it. Behind you. <laughs> like a peer right behind me. I think it's because it's something. And, and, uh, and why? Why? Well, I think like some of you have mentioned, it's a song. I haven't even seen the music man. And I'm just saying, well, from what I've been told, the music man and then company. I've seen it twice. company. I, I think like you guys have said before, it's a Sondheim year with his passing. Um, mm -hmm. I think, okay. 
just the reinvention, the rewriting of company with the mm-hmm. gender bending and just everything, the new orchestrations, everything. I think and the performances, the performances are all so strong as a company, as an ensemble. But I think with Music Man, I mean, there is updating to it. It is a huge blockbuster show, which is what you expect. And that I would not be surprised if, if, if we could see what the votes ended up being, what the numbers are. I would not be surprised if it was needle, needle edge, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. between those two. Yeah, yeah. One vote. Yeah. Um, I think I was it. I say, think well, with this I mean, this is the only Sondheim this year that was on Broadway that could win a Tony, right? Like every Assassins is off and into whatever. the woods. Into the woods was a show, special. Right. So I mean, I could see that kind of desire, like you know, I think to. Have, I think it's a Patty Lapone thing, right? It's the same thing with Patty Lapone. It's she's due, and I think it's a Sondheim year. Yeah. Sun, so, I agree. Although, like I said, there were definitely people who really complained about um, Katrina Link being, you know, or, or see, why change it and blah, blah, blah. But see, people were complaining about Music Man with a lot of the, the design elements of it. So, I mean, right. which whatever. Yeah, I yeah. saw them bobbing their head during opening night and getting into the show. And I was like, you, yeah. stop it. you had fun. <laughs> Can't make everybody happy. <laughs> so I, my concern is, I love the diversity and granted, as we just said, everyone, there should be a sprinkling in all different categories because duly noted that everyone proved how talented and how you made you feel and authentic. The challenge is always about the dollar, right? It always goes down to the money. And some of those voters will go because they have an interest or whatever in a production and they won't weigh the fact or the benefit of how the audience reacted, the performance, you know, um, being moved, telling these stories. I mean, I'm, I'm loving the fact of seeing all these diverse bodies of work, which I'm not getting anywhere else. And if I go out and I look in the, mu- in the news, it's nothing but disturbing, right, and heartbreaking. So I go into the theater to, be, to learn, to feel, to acknowledge and I think all these performances and actors and directors all did a phenomenal job but my biggest concern is when it comes down to a big show it's about the mighty dollar everything is about the dollar and Music Man has you know sold what six million dollars in advance tickets or was it no 50 million I think Uh, some of these smaller shows are going to unfortunately if they don't do not get the recognition that they deserve may close sooner. I'm happy, you know, in regard to um, seeing a strange loop and I'm excited and I can't wait to see it. It's just everyone wants to see it with me and I think I'm just going to sneak away and go see it alone because I saw it twice off Broadway and I'm really curious to see it again because from the very first time I saw it, it just made me happy. It was different, you know, and and so also will difference, you know, being diversity, will that be a to play into the decision making yeah well with I mean, some of these voters but, but also but diversity because of quality not just don't throw me a bone because of that but this really don't, don't, well, don't throw me a token i'm not a token we're not token exactly not token all of these performances and so forth are duly noted um to be you know extraordinary but I think like for a strange loop, what's really wonderful is the diversity and a story that hasn't really been told, but how the things that, that it 
plays on about like self-doubt and shame mm-hmm. or you know negative voices that is universal that yes, is universal yes. and you know one of the things that the lead talked about at this new times thing when he was interviewed was he was laughing he's like okay we played here we played in dc and this older you know southern white woman <laughs> comes up to me and is like that's my story <laughs> you know and he was like, exactly and he yes. says it was not her story, but that like that she all people from all over really identify with it. So, I mean, if it has a bunch, if it gets a, lot, a bunch of awards, I won't feel bad about that. I mean, I think individually, like I want, like I had just said, I want, I want se- several of them to win and have recognition. But yes. you know, the great thing about that is that it had universality, even though it's mm-hmm. got all these other kind of breaking, you know, breaking ceilings type of thing going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, our final category, the Big Kahuna, Best mm-hmm. Musical. And the nominees are Girl from the North Country, MJ, Mr. Saturday Night, Paradise Square, Six the Musical, and A Strange Loop. Pick your poison, friends. I think it is between Paradise Square and a strange loop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. Think I think the third choice, the third, the third runner-up would be Girl from the North. Girl from the North. Oh, see, I think the third runner-up is MJ. I was going to say maybe six. I could see six. This is my thing. The toss-up. Welcome to my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> I hear a lot of people say that the Tonys are political. And, yeah, and and I understand that 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 may be, but if there are if there is an element of politicality, um, it they tend to either side with a, a story with a good issue or a show that might need with a with a good story that might need the award versus a show that doesn't. So, for mm-hmm. instance, Fun Home won, and it needed that because it needed the exposure and everything versus something mm-hmm. rotten. Which was doing. I don't agree with that, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, um, the band's visit one over something like a SpongeBob or a Means Girls. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, to me, I think if they want to, I think a Strange Loop and Paradise Square both have really powerful stories that are similar. I think. Paradise Square is the more complete musical. It has more mm-hmm. choreography. It has the, the design elements. It has better music, in my opinion, you know, and it just strikes a chord with you much deeper than A Strange Loop. A Strange Loop has a story that we have not heard before, though, on Broadway. Um, there are people who say, though, Paradise Square, many people who don't know that story also, because that was not taught in history books. Oh, oh, no, no. I mean, like, we've heard the racial struggle story or the fact that, like, the racial oppression story before, where we haven't heard about, like, the shame, the black shame kind of story in the musical theater before. And, and that's why I'm like, you know, I, I, I don't think we've addressed that that part that that element of that world before you know 
I think we've addressed the fact that you should just be you, you know, come out and be you, be happy, but we've never addressed the fact that like, well, what if you are of color and you come from a, a, a Christian background and a Southern Christian background, like, you know, how does a family handle that? And what do you have to go through? That part of that, that world has never been really, that curtain has been pulled back before. So there's that element of it. And then to include, like you guys mentioned, in this era of, of, hyper awareness about mental health, the thoughts, these different elements that we all deal with that we can all relate to about that exist within us, as RuPaul calls them, your, your saboteurs, you know, mm-hmm. we can connect with them. what a brilliant way of manifesting uh, something that we all have in common, but not necessarily a shared experience. So it's a way for audience members to be able to, to empathize with this experience that they may not have actually gone through. Two incredible stories on opposite ends in a way. But to me, Paradise Square is ultimately the full, complete, better musical. Mm-hmm. Just It checks all the boxes for me. Mm-hmm. A Strange have- Loop is the newer musical in, in a newer mm-hmm. way. I have something to share. Two, two quick things. Yes. Um, one is I've just been, there, what's been going through my head as I'm listening to you talk a little bit about like, you know, there's a money part of it, you know, on a, a promotional part of it and, you know, blah, 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 all that stuff, which we know they don't always support because of some of their snubs, um, which they, they didn't have to do. But um, I, also the thought is like, right now it's been a very New York audience and a very New York area audience. And, you know, we were just talking about how opening that up. So like, is there, and I don't know if, because I don't know the voter, is are they thinking like, what are we going to bring all the tourists into? And it doesn't even, you know, first, first, there's two pieces of that. One is the story, but also some people don't know the story. If, if it's won awards or if people are talking about it, they don't know the story. They just know the name and they're like, okay, I'm going to go. So if that happens with a strange loop, that would be amazing. You know, like there's going to be a lot of people there that wouldn't be exposed to that story. I mean, you could also say that somewhat too for Paradise Square. Maybe like you are saying that, you know, it has been heard somewhat. But um, so it's like what what what's going to happen with those awards with the out of town audience or, or, you know, that kind of thing. And then I had one other thing to say that I'm now not remembering. But um, <laughs> and I have an answer for that, Lisa. They're going to listen to Stage Whisper. Yes. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what what I'm saying. Like, you know, is that going through the voters' minds? And I think it's super important, you know? Part of this is because it's so political and because this is such a different year, we don't know. We really don't know which way they're going to go. If they go half political or somewhat part, um, let's really select what's what was the best choice, then we'll have, we'll have that whole array of plays. But if they just go straight political, you're gonna get more of the plays that are gonna sell tickets in the summer for the tourists. Yes. Yeah, it depends on how they're, and the other, it, like it, I said, the other group. It's a wait and see. Yes, so the other thing I wanted to share is, um, and I'm hoping that Andrew is in earshot there. I'm here, I'm but, here. Um, <laughs> so I was at the night, the other night when I went to see Sedaris and I was talking to a friend who had just seen both Strange Loop and um, Paradise Square and she's a hip political person and um, she sees a good amount, she doesn't see as much theater as we do but she goes to the theater easily and to lots of things and she kind of said she liked them both but 
that Paradise Square was more appealing to her because it had more, there was more positive stuff in it. Like that, it, like that she felt Strange Loop was super hard to, to, mm -hmm. to hear mm -hmm. all of that and kind mm -hmm. of where, do you, where are you left? And she's mm -hmm. a pretty positive person. And like I said, she's mm -hmm. a very political, very, you know, and mm -hmm. she was like, it was a little too much for me. I, I mm -hmm. Paradise Square, I felt better going to Paradise Square than a strange loop, even though I acknowledge all of, you know, what what's there. And like I said, she's pretty in it, but it was interesting to me. She's like, I- That, is, that is exactly the exact same terminology that my girlfriend just recently told me, who you know, Desiree Bunch, who isn't, you know, goes to a ton of plays, her son, you know, um, came with her who, she said, I walked away sadly. I love the play, but I was depressed. Yeah. And she said, I was sad. She said, I didn't know where to go with it. And she says, oh, but Paradise Square, I left uplifted. And she says, but I love them both. I like them Even both. Even though they so had, they both had that sad be... parts to them too, right? They did, but Yeah, they but there's a little different. bit more of an uplifting, things will get a little bit better, which they didn't, of course, it's 2022. We're still dealing with the same thing. But there, but there was, um, right. There is a there is a level of this is heavy. Yeah. Strange loop is heavy. Um, and, and that's how do we, people who know. can handle heavy, right? It's still right. Right. But they right. went to but but they did go to both. They they did put their seat they did mm -hmm. you know fill the seats mm -hmm. for more than one, but interesting. Well I think but one the point of, is they fill the seats. You know, I think they, one of yes. the things you mentioned is you know, we've we've said Broadway's back in a lot of mm -hmm. New York audiences and the, the out-of-towners are returning. We are getting our numbers up. It's, it's coming up. I wonder if the Tony voters are going to lend a hand, I don't wanna say a life preserver, because I hate using that term, but lend a hand to some of these shows that a Tony Award really could help keep it open, bring awareness to, get the audience members to. Because shows like MJ, A Strange Loop 6, they don't need, they don't need an award to keep going. They got plenty of advertising mm -hmm. and all. They're doing fine, but other shows like, Paradise Square, and even at some point, uh, to some extent, company or some of these plays, you know, they need a, a, a Tony Award or two really could turn it around. And that mm -hmm. performance that they'll do on Sunday will will open it to a much wider audience. And all yes. of a sudden, I want to go get tickets when I come out in the summer. I wanted to, you know, and I think you're right. Comp even a place like Company, because it's had, you know, it's a little slower. Or I mean, look at Paradise Square. They and um, I think Paradise Square. Um, girl from the North Country, and um, you know, for colored girls, they 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 gave them an extension where they you know like pe they gave them a hype just getting the nomination. But where? Do they, yeah. Exactly. So, it, I will be interested to see where that falls. I am pulling for Paradise Square though, because yes, I just had such a visceral response. I've seen it twice. The audience seems the second time was so much more into it. I mean. Wakina Kalukanga was interrupted during her final number by applause and then got a three minute standing ovation. Um, mm. Oh, the actor that played Washington Henry, um, he got a standing ovation at the end of his big dance. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's illuminating. The audience is responding really well to it. And there's great reviews coming out. The word of mouth is getting around. I love seeing that. Um, and someone stop, you know what I'm stop hoping me for? and say, you need to go see this play. You see a lot of plays, right? I said, yes, I'm a teacher. <laughs> and I said, yes. And I just chuckled and she said, 
I got $39 tickets for Paradise Square. I stood in the rain. We were supposed to see company. Then we were supposed to see the music man. And finally, we just got frustrated and said, we don't know anything about this play. And she just, she's going back next week. She's spending a hundred bucks on a ticket for next week. Wow. Excellent. Wow. I'm hoping, I was hoping after my family was raving about it yesterday, because I sent them. Um, I'm hoping that, and I know sometimes their ticket sales are, I really would love to hear that they're sending New York City school kids to that show. Yes. You know, I really think more students should be at that show. If they have empty seats, get them That's in true. there. Yeah. Well, let's hope they get extended to school, you know, into the school. Oh, what? So is there, I don't really no. know. Is there a, is yeah. there's a, a closing date for that? Like it's no. limited? No, there isn't. There isn't. Okay. So let's Wait. hope that they, they open it until December, <laughs> until Christmas. Here's my question. Yeah. Uh, there is some, you know, there is some strong language or some F-bombs in it. Will that keep the schools from sending them? No, no. No. Yeah, not no, because even, even, even in Hamilton, even not in, in Hamilton, York. there's a number of, you know, unpleasant, you know, you know, words, you know, you know, you know, who the f is, you know, there's even in Hamilton. That's, so that's right. not in New York City. Not New York City. <laughs> the chancellor would be very happy for. Oh, what's a few f bombs, right? Not in New York. No, they'll take them. They'll take them. Not New York City. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought might keep um, some school groups away, because in Utah, that would. That would keep, mm -hmm. that'd be enough to keep a school group away. Well, you know, right. Hamilton, well, there's a couple of shows that really did the, some work on getting, like, Suffs, um, Hamilton, um, and, um, shoot, my brain, something else. They really got the students in. They were they were like they wanted mm -hmm. them to come in. Hamilton. The, the public does a great job with that, though. The public has. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, I, the I, the love the students. I love that they want to get students into the theaters because there's a lot of kids who, if it weren't for that, they wouldn't go to theater. Mm -hmm. Especially the New York, York Times thing that like I keep talking about. Mm -hmm. That New York Times thing that I keep talking about, they, the whole front of the auditorium was students. It was high school and college. Love that. I'm going to send everyone the link. Are, yeah. Thank some, you. Some Thank you. Companies <laughs> are very good with that. Certain theater companies know, while are I was talking, I've very creative with that. You know, they really know the public is good with that. Yeah. Um, second stage is good. They, just, they really know how to you know, galvanize the right audience, you know, right student audience and know how to get to certain high schools, not just the performing arts schools or the art and design, but they do, some theaters are very, very good with that. The public is brilliant with that. Well, I'm not sure about you all, but I know that I'm so excited to see where things land on Tony night. And one thing is for sure, the race is wide open and all of the nominations are in the running for their respective categories. Uh, also, I want to continue to say that the real winner, I feel this year, is the audience. The level of talent and quality of performances and the stories being told are like nothing I've ever seen. It's, it's incredible. And we as audience members are the real winner and benefactors of that. So I think that's really at the end of the day, just absolutely incredible. If there's one thing to take away from all of this craziness, guys, Broadway is open. You can't lose on whatever show you see. It, it's And the performers are at their best. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So with that, it's the perfect time to see a Broadway show. 
I can't wait to see how things turn out. I can't wait to see what the next season holds. Uh, a lot of exciting shows coming. And we will find out all the winners for the categories discussed at the 75th Annual Tony Awards live on Paramount Plus and CBS on June 12th, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we'll be sharing a full list uh, live. Um, oh, let me back up. We'll be sharing a full list of the Tony Award predictions of ours uh, on our social media. And we'll be updating you live on Tony Night with the winners. So stay tuned for that. Plus much, much more. We have a huge announcement coming tomorrow regarding the Tony Award. So get excited. Uh, and that's tomorrow, Tuesday. Tomorrow from recording, I should say. <laughs> Tuesday. In the meantime, I want to thank these amazing, amazing friends of mine for joining me and making time to do this. Thank you so much, Eleanor Gordino, Lisa Goldenberg-Horn, and Tysha, Tysha Scott. Thank you guys so much, so much for sitting down with me and sharing all of your insights and your opinions and humor and predictions and humoring me with my, my well-educated knowledge, as it might be. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, oh, come back, there we go. There's that for everybody. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phone. Unwrap your candies and keep your mask on. And keep talking about the theater. And a stage whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at StageWhisperPod at gmail.com. Our theme song is DJ by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you'll find all the information about our backstage pass. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you. Hey.